And welcome to episode number 54 of Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andrew Shemi, and this is Neil Urban. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, going right into episode uh, number 54, mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of recording them back to back because it just makes sense to do this. So, but we're going to kind of catch people up on what we've been up to and maybe a shorter well, you're episode. you're also going out of town. You're leaving us again. Yeah, I'm going out again. Um, this time, this time to Italy. So hopefully when, by the time that this episode goes on the air, I'll actually be in the motherland, my motherland of Italy with my girlfriend and um, kind of, kind of experiencing the world over there because why not because yolo because we only live once it's got to be very romantic over there i'm sure yes i think that's that's part of the point of this trip you know (laughs) experience life a little bit um so now we'll get into a little bit more of like what's been going on i guess yeah what's up (laughs) what's up up with you man (laughs) Another night, just critique some images. Um, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Recorded a podcast. I know it's kind of tough doing this back to back because it's like we just kind of like gave our basic, our yeah. basic thing. But then but, two seconds later, let's record another one. Yeah, exactly. So, so this literally will be a shorter episode. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So, I guess. Uh, do, do, do you do you even have an update? Do you have an update or no? I just told you my you just update. You just gave me the update. My update was I was going to tell you a little bit more about uh Yeah, no, I, yeah, I can't up. wait. I'm sure people don't want to listen to me talk about nothing that's going on. <laughs> okay. um, so I guess maybe I'll just give like the, like the super quick update to India. And uh-huh. then, um, which, you know, I'll talk a little bit about, you know, the, the photography aspect now, because that's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's kind of um, where we left off, uh, from episode 52 with you yep. of you, you know, you really, you really didn't bring out the camera, uh, yet in your, in your trip, you were kind of cultured shocked and you were telling us experiences that you went through, but you didn't have really proof of it, which, uh, right. which I know you, you kind of picked up the camera after that episode. Yeah. So tell us more. Yeah, so I, and I'll try and relate it to photography as much as I can, right? Because mm-hmm. because here's the thing. Like that first week and when we recorded that episode, um, I was really just totally culture shocked. Didn't My eyes were just wide open. I was, I was taken back by the poverty and all that stuff that kind of goes along with it. And I just didn't want to shoot photos to like exploit basically because I felt like that's what I would have been doing if I just went up to people and was just taking photos of people to – for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and I was just not in the, I was just too kind of messed up about the whole thing. And, and you caught me like at the height of that when mm-hmm. we recorded that past episode. But I did mention on that past episode that I was going to go do some volunteer work, um, which I did. And that volunteer work actually did exactly what I thought it was going to do because it kind of opened me up to um, really just shooting people and I was working with the kids and having a purpose to shoot and Mm -hmm. working it like a gig, um, really kind of got me out there and, and thinking about like, okay, how can, how can I, how can I photograph this community of people that is, um, basically can help bring in money or programs or additional, 
you know, people to help volunteer for the program. Like they're going to no use worries. these images mm-hmm. as marketing materials on, on their Facebook page, or maybe if there's a donor or, you know, if they have newsletters that they send out. So I was literally thinking about it from a commercial standpoint of mm-hmm. how I could promote what they're doing with these kids. And so like on the first day, they were like there was a there were, which was really cool. There was this preschool that like this this Australian couple basically made for these kids oh, in wow. India, and I was just there shooting the inaugural day of this preschool, which was amazing. Mm. There's all these like kids in these slum communities that were there, mm-hmm. and I was getting really right up in in people's faces, um, you know, because I was doing a job, you know. And kind of documenting what happened, you know, as these, as this Australian couple basically, you know, opened up this thing and they went into all this planning and the first site that they had didn't work out. So they had to move it to a different site, to a different site. And that got me shooting, um, which was really, uh, really good because then I didn't, wasn't thinking about the, the sad part of it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is, there's something good happening here. Yeah, so yeah. I, I want to document that. Mm-hmm. So then I had a story to tell cause I wasn't sure what story I wanted to tell up until that point. Um, and then after that, there was all these different programs that they did. So they, so that, so trash is like a huge problem in India where there's just like trash and junk and stuff everywhere. Um, but they were instituting these programs of like, Hey, how are we going to pick up the trash mm-hmm. and what are we going to do with it? So that was another part of the part of the program that they instituted. And so I was photographing these people collecting trash and picking up trash and where was it going and how did it, how did it go from one place to another? Right. So then I was shooting around a little bit with that and, and also, um, in a very similar, uh, way they had other programs and things going on where they have after school pro or not like school programs for the kids or like sports events. So like I was photographing kids doing sports mm-hmm. where the, there were teachers doing things where with underprivileged kids and the whole, the whole name of the program, which was so cool was helping underprivileged, helping the underprivileged through love. Mm. And that was like what I needed, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like to like do something cause mm-hmm. it was so, you know, from what I saw, like the first week and everything. And, and I'm so glad that I had that experience and was able to do that. Cause then that, that, um, you know, I felt like I was actually doing something that was helpful, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than just being a bystander and watching it because we're so far away from it until we're actually there and in it. And then I was like, wow, this is so real. Like the, like the whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so I, you know, I ended up um, doing some of that work and then, Following that, um, I was able to just kind of shoot and not worry about. It. I went into slum communities after that point because I was already shooting in slum communities. Now, were basically. you alone during this time, or did yeah. you have someone the, to show you around, or did yeah. you just kind of went into the thick of it and went into the thick of it? So yeah. the first week I was there totally by myself. This this weekend I took a flight from Delhi to Ahmedabad, which oh, is wow. where this community was, and mm-hmm. and uh, Manav Sadna is the name of the program. I'll actually link to it in the show notes. It's called Manav Sadna. And you can kind of see some of the stuff. And then by the time that you see this, you'll probably see some of my work on their Facebook page and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was just me uh, for that first week and then that first weekend when I did the volunteer work. And then my cousin joined me the following week. Um, but by the time that I finished up that weekend of volunteering, um, I was totally working in slum communities and all that. So I had no problem. Like I just kind of continued that the rest of my trip where I was like, I didn't care. And I just like went into all these different communities and just took tons of photos of just people doing what they were doing. And, and, 
and just literally just made eye contact with people and that's mm. it. Just made eye contact with people and just walked right up to them and whatever they were doing, I just took a photo of what they were doing. And then like the, the me part of it kind of came out where it's like when I'm shooting a wedding, mm-hmm. I'll just go up to anybody and you know, you have a personality like that. We mm. have personalities like that when we're shooting a wedding. But I was so off my game when I first got there. I had none of that. <laughs> like yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I'm like, where am I? What's going on? You know? Uh-huh. Um, so now is there a language barrier there? Totally. Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So there's, a, there's totally a language barrier, but most... So then how do you go up to people and... So I say, <laughs> which basically is, uh, hi, it's nice to meet you. My name is Andy. And, uh-huh. I, and I had about like 30 different phrases oh, that, okay. I, that I learned in Hindi yeah. that basically could like help me in crazy situations when I just needed it. Like, right. like, yes, no. How do you go here? Um, kitna, how much is something, you know, like, like all these different, like I had about 30 phrases built up that, um, that were useful to me. What's please help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so there was that, but then, but then once you get into like in the slum communities, very, like the English was really bad and mm-hmm. like you'd like, maybe they knew little bits and phrases and things like that. But when you got into like, the middle class, which is, there's a huge gap between the lower class and the okay. middle class. But once you get into the middle class, then most people know a level of English because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. English is all around them in the way that they're, that the country works. Right. Um, but um, in the Salman community, it's not so much. So there, yeah, there's a huge language barrier, but it's more about, and that's why I like the eye contact thing that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's more about like looking and smiling, using the, the, the smallest bit of Hindi that I actually knew to yeah, kind of like yeah. get them smiling. Um, but then also, in those in the slum communities especially for some of them i was literally the first white person that they ever saw ever 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 <laughs> so i felt this huge responsibility to be to, to be like to yeah i needed to represent <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean like um but but it was amazing because i, I literally felt like you were an effing rock star do you know what i mean like yeah. you go into the and and those were the best experiences like i went to the taj mahal that was a one touristy thing that i wanted to do mm-hmm. But it was more about the other stuff of going into those communities and just um, and just being, you know, like with the people because the people just they they loved it. They would they would follow me around and and even though there was a huge language barrier, we would smile. I would go into my bullcrap, which is basically like when I say my bullcrap, I mean I would talk. I would I would obviously I'm like speaking in English, and they would pick up in the smallest little bit that they knew. But I would yeah. just like was like, hey, you're on this side of the world. I'm on that. I'm on that side of the world. But it's all about love. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I would say love, and we're all just people at the same same day, and, and it doesn't matter where we're born. And I would get on my like soapbox and like get, get into that, <laughs> and they would probably understand maybe ten percent of what the hell I was talking about. You know? Did you start? Talking about but, virtual reality and no, all that. No, 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 that 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 is a totally different thing. Did you go um, down that wormhole? No, no, there was no VR talk. There was no talk of we live in computer simulation. Um, like I would normally that would have blew their mind. Yeah, be like, what is this guy? Yeah. No, I was just talking about the love, man, yeah, because because that's what it was. A, that's what that's about to me. Yeah. You know, and it's like like it doesn't matter where we're born, doesn't matter the color of our skin. It's like we're all the same, man. Like we are all the same, and like and the and the wars that we have, and you know, across countries and across yeah. different sides of the globe, yeah, and religion and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff doesn't really matter, man. We're the same, and so like yeah. that's the point that I'm trying to. I'm just smiling and love, and then they and mm-hmm. they smile back, and I smile, and we all smile, and we all love each other and right, hug right. each other. You know, it's like. Yeah. 
That was what it was about. Well, that was one of my one of my concerns when you were over there because we're going through a little bit of rough times over here in America. That I was yeah. I was wondering, oh my gosh, what's Andy getting himself into right now? Is yep. he going to be okay? Is he going to come across some people that who aren't really fond of Americans? That kind of thing. Yep. So I was kind of I was kind of curious if if you were at all concerned or if you had any issues about that. My main concern was was coming was just the change of the presidency while I was gone and like mm-hmm. if things were going to happen which they kind of did yeah. you know what I mean yeah. um, and you know especially with travel and, and all that mm-hmm. um, but in generally speaking like the Indian population is not is like totally friendly and there's mm-hmm. none of that you know good, but good. it's not entirely true because you know I was I was in a place where though I did get a little bit concerned when um, you know, when I was to the northwest and I was more a little bit towards Pakistan and like mm-hmm. things, I think, change a little bit more when you get over there. Mm-hmm. And then there might be a little bit more anti-American, right. you know, sentiment, that kind of thing. But nothing that I experienced directly at all, you know. Good, good. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't think that uh, I was concerned about it and I was trying to be aware of 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 where I was and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't really get any of that, you okay. know. Um which I actually got more of that when I was in Ireland, to be honest. Like, there was more people that were, like, talking trash about America to my face you know what I mean? when, I, when I was in Ireland than, than there was in India. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I, you know, that, that's, the, that's my basic... Mm-hmm. Um, so, a couple questions for you uh, yeah. that is toward uh, maybe help out other photographers. Because you and I have that kind of personality when we get a camera in our hands and we want a picture. Um, but you, you recently posted a bunch of beautiful, beautiful headshots. I just saw them last night, late last night, and uh, I was like half asleep, and I saw them, and it just completely woke me up because they're so beautiful. And there were a lot of them, too. Yeah. You took a lot of beautiful headshots of, of the locals. Um, but as far as you know, going up to people, um, approaching them for a headshot, something like that, Especially those those people who had no idea who you are, what you want to do with the images. Right. Uh, for one, what's your approach? Kind of like what's your line, and then what do you do after? You know, you take the image. Uh, so if you can answer those sure. questions, I'm sure. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So all I had with me, first of all, just technically, all I had with me was a 50 millimeter lens and an 85, and I think. I only used the 85 and mm-hmm. it was a crappy 85 too. It was a 51.8. You would never so, know. Yeah. So, every, so every, every one of those images you saw was a 51.8. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, you know, and the, and the lenses, they don't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like they yeah. literally don't matter. No, all of them were like um, tech sharp too. So, so, um, my approach was literally just, it's a matter of like looking at people and having a smile in your eye mm-hmm. and I would just go up to people and, and I would look at them and I would like have my camera in my hand. They would look and I would say, and I kind of point at the camera and I would like, like, Hey, I'm going to take your photo just with a look. Mm-hmm. And then I would take the photo and nine times out of 10, I, I actually never had one problem with like people having a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, people just kind of looked at me cause I was shooting with the 50. So I was kind of up close and personal. Yeah. Um, and I was, and now I'm like, you know, a few feet from them, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm just, I just got a camera like pointed in their face, but it's just mostly like, Hey, I, you know, I put a smile on my face and, mm-hmm. and I think it's a matter of having like bright eyes when you look at somebody and I would take the photo and then sometimes I would show it to them, um, depending on if I thought they cared or not, you know, mm-hmm. some people you could tell were just like, whatever. And then, um, but like, but the people that did, I would show them a photo and then I would 
all the time when I, after I took the photo, I would always like shake their hand or just basically look at them in that line that I said, that mm-hmm. um, which basically means nice to meet you, or I would say davinyad, which means thank you, or um, what's the other thing? Um, or you say like namaskar or namaste. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put your hands together and do a slight little bow, yeah. namaste, you know? And, um, and then I think there was like, a level of like understanding, you know, mm-hmm. of maybe what I was doing. I was just kind of like documenting them and who they were. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I just wanted to capture the humanity of who people are. And the thing is like over there where I didn't feel like I told you, I was like worried about like exploiting. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like just taking photos to take photos without like a purpose. And then I eventually got to the point where I was like, when we were talking on the podcast, that previous episode yeah, it was yeah. like, well, I'm telling the story now anyway why wouldn't I tell the story as a photographer with people and just, you know, these are who these people are in these moments. And that's literally all it was. And somebody was doing something or like dudes were hanging out, they're hanging out doing their thing. Like, and a lot of people don't do anything all day. They just hang out cause there's mm-hmm. no jobs or anything to do. And they're just hanging, chilling. Yeah. So if they're just doing that anyway, I would like go up to them, look at them, take the photo and them, and they would notice that I was there cause I'm shooting with the 50 millimeter lens. And the only thing in a lot of those images that I shot was just, they would just look at me. And that was the only change as opposed to looking at each other and talking. They're now looking at me and I'm Mm -hmm. taking a photo. And that was it. I was just capturing them in their environment. And the eyes tell like a story, you know, like I think that's the thing. It's like you can tell that there's like a hardship. And not not only the eyes, what really stood out to me that more told a story by looking at their faces were the wrinkles in their skin. Yeah. You know, that that really told a story to me too. Yeah. And and you can tell like the age, you can tell like they live a different life mm-hmm. than we live here. Like we are, if anything that I learned life experience in terms of like going and doing that is that, um, I got what I wanted in terms of like, like, like life experience. We are so lucky. We are so incredibly lucky. Um, the thing that messed me up and I mentioned this in the last podcast is like how much I charge for like a portrait session. And like that is people's entire life salaries. Yeah. Or not life salaries, but year salaries, for right. example, right. sometimes life, you know? Um, and I would, um, so if you take a cab from one city to another mm-hmm. over there, it is about, uh, so at first I didn't know, I, I learned to negotiate like an Indian eventually. Um, but at first they saw that I was a white guy and didn't really know <laughs> what I was doing. And they tried to charge me more. And when I say more, I mean more on Indian currency, not okay. American currency. So, like, from the first hotel that I went to to the first city, uh, it was uh, – they charged me, like, 12,000 rupees, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of money in, in India, and they were basically kind of screwing me in their mm-hmm. currency. Um, and I didn't really realize it at first because it was like, okay, they're charging me, like, 175 bucks, 200 bucks to yeah. get from one city to another, which was four hours away. A man – a human being drives you from one city to the next for four hours and then drives back to the original city. I figured, yeah, about 175 bucks is about right. You know, apparently that's about five times over paying for what they actually get paid. You know, like, like if it was, if it was within their society. Uh, so I learned pretty quickly that I didn't want to get screwed, but at the same time I wanted, I was okay with overpaying Mm -hmm. a little bit because this is a human being doing something just because they're in India. Who cares? Right. Why shouldn't they get paid? what we get paid. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but it's, their economy is different and, and there's not the regulation that we have in the States and, and all that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, so 
so I learned that eventually I found this application that was called My Trip that basically just is like, hey, if you go from this city to the next, you should be paying 3,000 okay. rupees or 4,000 uh-huh. rupees. So then I learned, okay, I got to negotiate like an Indian because everything is a negotiation there. Everybody's selling something to everybody all the time. It is a flea market that goes on 100% of the time across 100% of the country all the time. Everybody's selling something. It's just the way that their economy works. And it's all cash-based. And when you have no cash because they take money away because mm-hmm. of what they did and you don't have any money when you get there, it becomes a real problem. <laughs> the first few days for me were a real problem. When you're living in a cash-based society with no cash because the ATMs don't work because 9 out of 10 of them just don't work. Um, but so I'm, I'm getting a lot, a lot of this out of my chest because <laughs> I need to. And if people, like, when people ask me about India – like right now, I don't even know how to respond to them because I mm-hmm. literally could go on for too long. And I'm going to try and tighten this up. Cause, and, no, it's okay. Know. It's okay. Um, the point we have is a whole fo- episode. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is I found this application that basically was like, this is how much it should cost. And then I was like, okay, then I lowballed the price just a little bit. So they knew that I wasn't, oh, this guy is somebody who kind of knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He knows a little bit, a little bit of these handy words are coming out. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> so like he's not a total, total noob at this thing, you know? <laughs> Um, so then I would like lower the price and then he would say, no, 6,000 rupees. I was like, no, 4,000. He was like, no, 5,000. I was like, no, you know what I mean? And then it would Mm. go back and forth. And then I would like land somewhere would land and I would have to walk away a lot of the times. And then they would, and and, because they knew if they didn't take me, there's literally 20 people right in that vicinity. Other that that they would, yeah. you know, like because there's just like everybody has a rickshaw, everybody has a taxi, mm-hmm. you know. So like if this guy doesn't do it, his brother or cousin or uncle will, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so and because there's just people everywhere, it's the it's only it's so crazy. It's like, <laughs> like such a weird, a different experience from what we know over here. Um, uh, but that's how I ended up getting around and at that time, you know, but so what was so funny to me is I knew that when I came home to Rochester mm-hmm. that the ride, cause I got dropped off at the airport, that, that the ride from the airport to my house would probably be about a $50 ride. Yeah. And in India, that $50 ride would take you four hours in any direction, <laughs> you know, but at home in Rochester, that $50 mm-hmm. ride takes you 10 minutes like from 10, minute 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 From the uh, from the from the airport to my house. Mm-hmm. Now the rickshaws, the rickshaw guys, I would over, always overpay a little bit too, because normally if it was like an Indian going from one place to another, it would be like fifty rupees. And fifty rupees, by the way, is like seventy five cents. Mm-hmm. Seventy five cents to get from like a twenty minute ride or a thirty minute ride. Here's, wow. here's your seventy five yeah. cents yeah. essentially. And but I would always overpay by like I would give them a hundred rupees, mm-hmm. and because it's a dollar fifty. Why wouldn't I? Do you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, like, and 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 they would have a huge smile on their face yeah, because that, that I, makes you know, day, yeah. and I didn't feel like I was like being a dumb tourist. Mm-hmm. I just felt like whatever, it's it's a hundred rupees, like all mine as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but so like I just got in the habit of anytime I went anywhere in the rickshaws, I would give them a hundred rupees, and it was always overpaying by a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I told this story to the cab driver when I got back to Rochester. I was like, "Hey, you know, I was just in India, <laughs> and everywhere I went, I went paid a hundred rupees, and it was like, and you know, I could get forty-five minutes in any direction for a hundred yeah, rupees." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him this. It was it was a buck fifty. I told the cab, the American cab driver, mm-hmm. and and when I was done, we got back home. I, I paid, I paid my $50, you know, and mm-hmm. then paid him a tip, you know, like seven bucks or something yep, like that. Yep. And then I gave him a hundred rupees and I was like, <laughs> just remember that, that we live in a very different country, you yeah. know, over there, they're getting paid a dollar fifty 
compared to the 50 that we're yeah, getting paid here. Yeah. And like that example is like, so how the, like the differences between our economies and like what they get paid and the women with sticks on their heads, which actually the past groom that I had mm -hmm. listened to that previous episode. Remember when I said, I didn't know what, mm -hmm. the, what they were for. He listened to that past episode and he said that the sticks on their heads were for fuel. So the women oh. take these sticks and they burn them and very often they're like tents that they live in or like hut things with like these silver, um, you know, grates on top of the, on top of their, the homes that mm -hmm. they make with, you know, and they like burn the sticks in the house for warmth and fuel, you no know? Kidding. Um, wow. and that's like the level of where they, how they live their lives. Yeah. And it's like, it's so crazy to like see it and know that it's real. And then, um, you just kind of like want to do something when you see it. And that's why mm -hmm. I wanted to do the volunteer stuff. And now I feel like I want to go back and do it again at some point. And, and it also like put me in perspective of like what we have, because like, even like my cousin joined me that second week. Mm -hmm. And at some point, um, I like needed to like experience America. So we like found like a Domino's pizza, which is like <laughs> one of the few things that they have over there. Mm -hmm. But like that Domino's pizza is like this amazing thing over there because everything is in such disarray and decay and mm -hmm. not like to our standards. Everything is just like, whatever it is, is just what it is that like, that was like a little slice of heaven, you know, like it was like a little slice of America, but even that was like the crappiest dominoes that we would imagine here in America. Yeah. Like there, there, uh, that, that piece is like our, low and weird vibe store. But mm -hmm. to me that I was like, wow, this is like actually great in, in, in that stupid American way. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like in a way that's like not really Indian, you know, but like, is like, I don't know. Like all I'm saying is, is that the regulation and all the stuff that we have over here that led us to have the lives that we live is crazy and good and bad in a way because they have a little bit more freedom Mm -hmm. than, than we do and a little bit and sometimes that can be good because we're always go 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 over here and they're yeah. always kind of like well whatever happens happens and right, it's, right. It's, the pace is much slower and there's almost no regulation which is terrible but also great in some kind of ways too mm -hmm. you know so well that's, that's what i got from the headshots that i saw i didn't see like pain and suffering from those images yeah i just saw hard-working yes you know and and those images were a different set, so I kind of mm. was was really debating on like what I was going to post and why, and I just kind of determined that first thing I was going to post was just headshots of just people in those moments. Mm. Um, but I do have like another series of images that are in colorful and that are more smiley and and beautiful, mm. like even from the kids from the slum kids that have these huge smile on smiles on their faces, even though they have absolutely nothing, which sometimes those huge smiles on their, their faces are more natural and real than the smiles that our kids in our country that have that yeah. have all this crap and all these <laughs> toys that they don't know what to do with. Like, mm -hmm. because the stuff doesn't make us happier. It really does not. It's like, it's, it's who we are as people. And sometimes living that kind of slower lifestyle mm -hmm. is a more beautiful way to do it. And you appreciate what you have more than just try and acquire more shit, right. you know, right. like, and, and, and we come, we become really desensitized to that here because it's easy for us to acquire stuff and it becomes almost like the goal to do it. 
without us even realizing that it's happening mm-hmm. too, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> those are just some of my wrap up India thoughts, which are, which yeah. are very different thoughts from like where I was at when we had that first podcast, because I was so like, wow, what is going on? Right, you know? Right. And now yeah. my, my thoughts are a little bit more formulated on it, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I got that life experience. It wasn't easy. Yeah. yeah. Like the travel experience wasn't easy, but I think anything worth worth it never is easy. You know, mm-hmm. like putting ourselves in that position can kind of give us a stronger um, thing back out on the other end if we're willing to take that chance and those risks. And it is a risk, you know, so mm-hmm. there are risks, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. But, but it's not like crazy. It's not a crazy risk. It's not as crazy as people think, but it's like um, it also is crazy. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like it's very different from what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And yeah, so I guess those are some of my thoughts, but I guess from the photography aspect, um, you know, no, uh, you were talking about, you know, you got your experience. No, it reminds me is where you were last year. Do you remember where, where you were in in life and what you're going through last year? Uh, Mm. remember we're right, right, right about this time Mm -hmm. we're in Las Vegas. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, I do. And we, we went out to some park. I'm not sure in Vegas, uh, Red, Red Rock oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not sure which park right. it was. Yeah, That's one right. of those canyon ones. One of those Scott Jarvie kind of parks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you were just uninspired. Yeah. In 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 at the time of of, true. of your work and everything. Yeah. And um, I remember you were just like, you know what? I, I'm just gonna start throwing rocks up in the air and yeah. take pictures. <laughs> and this is where Andy was at that time. Of, yeah. at, at this time last year, <laughs> he, he he was just uninspired and he just didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what to do with his art. He, he was just I'm just gonna throw dirt up in the air and just start dirt taking pictures. Dirtscapes is what I called them. And, and it was and, and you, you actually did it, and it was kind of funny at the time. But but just just looking where you were last year, this time, what you were doing, uh, and what you just released yesterday of those headshots in India and this whole experience that you went through and the stories that you're talking about is like night and day and, and I'm, just, yeah. I'm just happy for you. And actually, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to. Um, like with the conference this year, like WPPI mm-hmm. and like deciding not to go, um, that's why I decided not to go because I was going to do the India thing, which may, which would have turned into a longer trip. Like mm-hmm. my original plan was, hey, I'm going to do India and then um, Thailand and Vietnam and Cambodia and go to all these different places. But then I met a violin girl here in Buffalo mm-hmm. and um, and things are just going like really amazingly good with her. And, and it became like, well, hey, why don't you meet me out and we'll go to Italy? Mm-hmm. And then it became, well, why don't I come home for a little bit? So now I'm home for a little bit and then we'll go to Italy together, which is what's yeah. happening now. Yeah. Um, but like that, that's why I decided not to do the conferencing because I already did that the last couple of years in a row, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I would rather, I, I wanted to have a different kind of life experience for almost the same amount of money that it would cost for like to go to a conference. I don't think I spent much more than I would have if right. I went to Vegas. Yeah. Matter of fact, I didn't with, with yeah. it's not cheap. the amount that, that stuff costs in India, you know, like I was getting hotel rooms for $20, $30 a night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because everything and hotel, is just and so cab rides for yeah dollar <laughs> yeah and literally cab rides for a dollar fifty every day you mm-hmm. know so I mean that's why I feel like that was a better life experience and I'm glad that I did that and I'm not saying that that the conferences are bad and that mm-hmm. I don't want to go again and it's not good to network and and improve our craft and everything like that but I feel like w- did I get a better will this make me a better wedding photographer 
you know, like having the life experience that I got out of that. And I think, yes, yes, it will. Especially I shoot a lot of Indian weddings anyway, but like, but having like that background or understanding of the cultural heritage, um, Mm -hmm. number one, just for Indian weddings will make me have a better idea. And now I know like my few Hindi phrases that maybe I can pull off from time (laughs) to time, you You know, but like, but like, but not only just for that, but just for life experience and that, and like understanding humanity and, and relating to people on a one-to-one level and realizing that we're all the same. Um, I think that part of it also makes me a stronger wedding photographer because, because being a good wedding photographer is a lot about people skills and Mm -hmm. understanding humanity. Yeah. Um, outside of forget the camera, forget the technical stuff. It's like, once we know that to a certain level, the rest of it is literally just relating with people on a human level and getting our couples to relax and and psychologically understand that the bride is freaking out and how can we help her, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like being a better human being helps us be a wedding photographer, better wedding photographer. Well said. Uh So if, if I was able to relate that in any way (laughs) to bring it back around to wedding photography, that was it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay. So I think that maybe is it then for this episode. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. Okay. And thank you for letting, allowing me to share this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that kind of helped him. We'll get back on track with more normal episodes uh, in terms of being wedding photography related. Although the critique stuff was good. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, outside of the travel stuff, once we kind of get back to the swing of things. Right. So, right. Yeah. I mean, there's only, what are we going to talk about? Beyonce's wedding, you know, or yeah. her announcement photos. That's the only thing that's going yeah, on right I know. now I know. in the industry. And that's not even wedding related. So, yeah. Um, but no, actually, you know, we, we talked about this uh, right before we hit the record button that this is this marks our two-year anniversary of yes, recording yep. this show so yep. hopefully you guys have been enjoying this this show yeah and if you're getting things out of it please do remember to leave us a review on itunes and subscribe in itunes Re- leave the review on itunes click some stars over there that really helps us helps mm-hmm. other people know we're like at the border you know we haven't had let me just be honest we'll be honest with our audience let's be open let's be an open book um we're like close to the point where like uh, we'd, I'd like to start making some kind of money off of this. We haven't done that because I wanted to get to a certain amount of listeners before I felt it was like even worth the time and effort to get out there and do that. But but we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and hopefully we can get some kind of kickback that makes it worth our time to do this outside of just the personal side of things, but financially as well, to, you know? Um, so I think that like once we get to a certain amount of listeners, uh, we'll, you know, have, have some advertisements in there and that kind of thing, but on a light level. Um, but it would be nice if you can, if you have been getting something out of this, um, please help us out in that regard and just kind of like leave us a review and make it, make sure that we, that it helps us to want to continue to do this, if you know what I'm saying. So, so if you can help us out in that regard, if you enjoy listening to the show and you think you'd like us to continue to do this, um, if you can uh, help us out in that regard, um, that would be appreciate it so mm-hmm. leave us a review on itunes and uh and uh and thanks again for listening in hope you're getting something out of this um neil where can people find you uh same as last time google my name n-e-a-l-u-r-b-a-n and i will uh respond you know to your friend request i'm <laughs> 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 trying to mix this up yeah, as I, we I go <laughs> we're sorry everybody. we're just we're coming off a two in a row which we haven't done before so and uh yeah my name is andy buscemi last name is buscemi b-u-s-c-e-m-i find me and I'll see you in the digital world. Okay. All right. Thanks everybody for listening in. This has been episode 54 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Have an amazing time, everybody. Uh, and we'll yes. catch you soon. Okay. Bye. Wedding Photographers.